Good morning, everybody. So a very intellectual question this morning. The question being, is there such a thing as a good Ash Wednesday? I would say yes on this instance, this past Ash Wednesday, which was this week, by the way, it was a good Ash Wednesday. What made it good was just the amount of people that showed up. It's amazing, you know, over the last two years, our church has been half empty, quarter empty, whatever the case may be. But this past Wednesday, it was full. Sunday, Wednesday evening was packed. And during the day and in the morning was very well, very good also. So you say, you know, what, what are people coming for on Ash Wednesday? Well, obviously, they're coming for, for, for ashes. What can ashes do for you? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer to that question, at least not at the moment. So let's just look at, look at Lent from a different perspective. This past, uh, just listen to that gospel reading, the story of the temptation of Jesus. Think about the fact that Jesus came among the world like one of us. He was baptized in the, in the Jordan River and we're told that after his baptism that the Father was pleased with him as the Son of God. Immediately, he starts out on his mission. He goes to the desert and he spends 40 days uh, fasting and abstaining. So at the end of 40 days, he's really tired and he's really hungry. And he has these three huge temptations, one after another. A temptation to turn stones into bread, a temptation to, in a sense, worship Satan so that he get all the kingdoms of the world, and finally a temptation to throw himself down from the parapet of the temple where God would take care of him. The bottom line is, with those temptations, his answer to those three temptations was, the Lord your God you shall adore, and him only shall you serve. In other words, you could say he, he, he went down the, the road left, 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 less traveled. He was faithful to God in all things. So we think of his, the temptations of Jesus, which was 2,000 years ago, and we think of the world in which we live today. And certainly, there are a lot more temptations in the world than there was back then. Jesus back then was, you could say, he was faithful in all things. But when we think of temptation today, do we have the, 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 do we have the courage and the steadfastness that Jesus had back then? So think about that for a few moments. And let's go back to our beginning. That is, at a point in time, we were baptized. We became children of God. And our mission was that of, you could say, a disciple, a missionary disciple. Our mission was to go, to go out and to make a difference in the world in which we lived. And certainly, this parish, I would say, uh, in my experience here, the people of this parish have a tremendous sense of, of mission. That is, they love to get involved. They love to, they love to uh, go to uh, the Dominican Republic uh, to get involved with the Haiti mission. They love getting involved with the mission down in, and with the hotels in Lee Road to get involved in, in, in uh, Kairos mission, etc., etc. So there's that tremendous sense of mission of making a difference in the lives of other people. The big question, though, is that as we mission to other people, to what extent do we really take care of ourselves? To what extent do we, do we really take care of our own souls? You know, in 1973, uh, 
a, a social uh, psychiatrist by the name of Carl Menninger, I was going to say Carl Bergen, Carl Menninger, he, he published, a, he published a, a book called Whatever Became of Sin? And his contention was that the moral evil is prevalent in the world. And yet, somehow, somehow people are not taking responsibility for it. It's always, it's always what we call the, the blame game. I, I am the way I am. Yes, I, I'm a sinner. I am the way I am, but I am that way because of, uh, because of my dysfunctional parents. Or I am that way because of the society I live in. It's very much like what happened, you know, at, at, the, you know, at the very beginning, uh, at the, the, the Adam and Eve in, in, the, garden, in the garden of uh, paradise. That is, after they ate the apple, God spoke to, uh, to Adam and he says, Adam, he says, why did, you, why did you disobey me? Why did you do this? And you know what Adam's response was? Don't blame me, it's a woman, the woman who did it, okay? And then God goes to the woman, he says the same thing, why, why did you eat the apple? And his response was, her response was, don't blame me. It was that darn serpent on the ground. He was the, he was the one, he was the one who, who tempted me to do that. That blame game is very much a part, is very much a part of life. It's very much a part of our lives. The, the sin is in the world, uh, the sin is in our lives, but so often we are, we are fail to take responsibility for it. Why do I say that? Well, you know, when I was young, when I was young, and even when I came to this country first, which was uh, 53 years ago, the amount of people that availed of the sacrament of penance on an ongoing basis, it was, I mean, it was amazing. What has happened in the last 50 years is people have disappeared from the confessional, as far as I'm concerned. We get the certain amount. But in general, in general, the bottom line is that most people do not go to confession. And you say, well, does that mean that we don't sin anymore? Does that mean that the people of Winter Park are better than the people elsewhere, so we don't need, need to go to confession? I don't think so. You know, I think that... Uh, Confession is, is a humbling, it's a humbling experience, let's face it. But I f f find that in my life, that if I don't go to confession, that I just, I, on an ongoing basis, if I don't allow that to happen, I, I feel that I, that I draw, draw away from God. So basically, what I'm saying is, the Lenten season, by definition, is, is a time, it's a time of repentance. It's a time, time to turn away from sin, turn back, to God, and the very best way of doing that is in and through the sacrament of confession. So think about your own self. Uh, think about the last time that you were there. Think about how you've dealt with temptation in your life, and what, what, perhaps you have been like like, uh, like Jesus in, in the you know with those tem with these temptations. Perhaps you had the, the fidelity and the dedication to say to say no to temptation. If that's true, then congratulations. But I think the majority of us, the majority of us fail on so many occasions. So this uh, Lenten season is God's gift to us at this point in time. So in the words of the psalmist, he says, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And in conclusion, just to realize that, tempta that uh, confession is a humbling experience. But when you avail of it, it's sort of like dying to yourself. Jesus died to himself during, during Holy Week, 
And it's because of his obedience to the will of the Father that, he, that the Father raised him up to a newness of life. And I think that if we want to experience the same kind of resurrection in our lives, then I think also we need to avail of the sacrament of penance so, so that we can be cleansed and brought into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And hopefully then when Easter rolls around, we can truly celebrate uh, in a magnificent way the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Amen.